want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all. Cause I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time. And you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn. Bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. It's a debate that I've had in my head quite some time it's a debate that i want to discuss here in this episode of the taz show maybe it's not a debate maybe debate's a stretch maybe it's a conversational piece in my head maybe in yours too as wrestling fans we'll get into that in a second hey thanks uh for checking out this edition of the taz show and i'm that guy taz what's up thanks for downloading this on uh apple podcast or Radio.com, wherever you get your podcast or pods, as the kids are calling them. Much appreciated. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for all the support and love that you guys always give to the show. So, uh, yeah, I want to talk today here about, in this episode, I should say, um, about uh, Hulk Hogan and The Rock. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. Well, not in a fight or not in a match or nothing like that, but in their, you know, careers, like in their prime and uh, you know, you know who who would you want to, to to lead your company if you owned a wrestling company? If you were a modern day Vince McMahon, or you were uh, you know back in the day and you were Paul Heyman and you had your own wrestling promotion, you know, uh, well, who would you want? You know, Ted Turner. You're Ted Turner. You're owning the, the gimmick WCW. What would you do? Who would you want? If you're Vern Gagne from AWA. You know, what would you, who would you want to be your head guy? You know, if he was too hard up in Calgary, right? So you get to drift here. Who would you want to run your company? You know, who you got? Who would you want to do that? So, and you know, because what happened was, as I record this, this is before Extreme Rules. Okay, WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view on 28, in 2018, year 2018. So if you're listening to this a year in 2019 or 2020, who the hell knows? I want to let you know. Yeah, I usually try to do that. So, um there's reports that uh, Hulk Hogan uh, and Jimmy Hart were spotted. I know uh, Mike Johnson reported this. I think it was Mike. I know it was PW Insider and other people reported it, that uh, Hulk uh, took some photos with with some folks on a flight, and um, he uh, was in Cleveland on the day of, uh, before the uh, Extreme Rules pay-per-view, which is in Pittsburgh, which is not a long drive from Cleveland to Pitt. So, um, we actually, to tell you the truth, we used to do a lot of that loop in WWE where we would hit Buffalo. I can't remember the exact order. Buffalo, uh, Pitt, uh, and the land, Cleveland, as they call it. So we'd hit all of those. So, um, yeah, it was uh, – so I, I, I get the speculation. I don't know. I mean, you, you're listening to this. Extreme Rules already happened yet. So I recorded it, as I said, before Extreme Rules. So who knows if Hulk is there or not? I'm not sure. Uh, again, so pardon me if you are listening to you are listening to this, I should say. So the news has already dropped if Hulk was at Extreme Rules or not. So, um, but anyway, that that had me got me thinking when I heard about it over the weekend about Hogan and uh, that the potentially could show up, right? Well, who knows, right? So, and I and I said, you know what, I, I wanted to do this a few weeks down the road where I do this 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 conversation about you know uh, who would you want. 
Who would you want to lead your promotion? So that's what I'm going to get into in this one. And and in regards to that, by the way, um, in regards to who you'd want to lead your promotion, um, actually, you know what? Let me before I get into that because it's I, I got a feeling I'm going to be a little wordy on that. So uh, let me take care of a, a little business real quick right here because you know you got you got to take care. This is you know if you, this is <laughs> this is the way things go. Can't just run around here and think you're not going to take care of business. Uh. Uh-uh. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting stat, guys. 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. I got to test this. I mean, I definitely have a, a, a lovely little bald spot. I keep my hair a little crop low. But the thing is, uh, when you start to notice hair loss, it's kind of too late. It's easy to keep the hair you have than replace the hair you lost. That's very important. So uh, is the hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Well, do you have any bald spots? Well, you got to keep an eye on that. You gotta keep an, if you care, you got to keep an eye on it. So, uh, you know, there's a solution. 4hims.com, okay? It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men, okay? For, uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, it's it's great stuff. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional, okay? And Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss, Okay, it, no snake oils, no, no snake oil pills, I should say, or gas station counter supplements, none of that stuff. Um, none of that. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going to 4 It's very easy. Answer a few quick questions. Doctors will review and can prescribe to you. Products are shipped directly to your door, guys. How personal is that, right? I'm telling you from, from experience, they, they've sent me a lot of their products. It's great stuff, I promise you. Okay, so this is what I want you to do. For my listeners, I got a deal for you. You get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now, while supply lasts. Supplies lasts, I should say. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 slash Taz. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash T-A-Z. Again, I'm going to repeat that. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Taz. For dot com slash Taz. It's great. Can't go wrong. Trust me on this one, guys. Okay? I promise you. know I don't steal you. So, okay. As I was saying, right, um, we were talking about The Rock. We are talking about Hogan. Obviously, different eras of their success. Um... And I, like to me, what makes a um, hmm, what makes a a top guy, uh, and not to be chauvinistic, top guy. Let's throw girls in there. Top guys and girls, right? Just so if you say top guy, it's like top girl. It's kind of weird, right? You get my drift. A top wrestler, top guy or girl, don't matter, male or female. There's some key elements here, and I think some of you know this. If you don't, I'll tell you. In no particular order, your promo work has got to be on point. Your look has got to be on point. Physique, okay, your work rate, meaning your offense, how intense you are, yada, yada, and your selling ability. Some of us lacked in that realm. <clears throat> uh, connect to the audience, very important thing right there, okay? So if you look at these two megastars, The Rock and Hulk Hogan, now listen, I know at WrestleMania, I was there actually, when uh, what was it, 18, I think it was, yes, and Hulk wrestled, um, wrestled the rock now it kind of don't count in my realm uh in my world talking about this thing here because hulk was not hulk hogan was not in his prime then you know what i mean he looked great and all and it was cool and then the moment was amazing but he was not in his prime you know so i don't look at that like you know like it covers this but i i do know that they they 
obviously, you know, obviously been in the ring and done business together and all that kind of jazz. So, but I'm talking about if you if you can take Hogan from the '80s and then take Rock from the Attitude Attitude Era, you know, mid to late, you know, mid uh, late late '90s and stuff like that, and have them go against each other or pick who you'd want to be your guy, who would it be? So if you look at them, right? Now, I'm not going to get into, and I don't believe much. I don't want to say I don't believe much, but I'm not going to get into who had more championships and, and tag titles or secondary championships or, or you know, world heavyweight titles. Now, trust me, I'm the first one to tell you titles are vital, especially the world heavyweight championship, no matter what promotion you're in. Because if you are a guy or girl that the company puts the heavyweight title on, that means you are the hood ornament. You are the front man or woman of that promotion. So, I, I, I've been fortunate enough to have that and, and experience that more than once. It's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing responsibility also. So, um, but it's definitely galvanizes like, wow, I really, uh, I did something really cool here. I made it to this level. Now everyone's coming after me. I got to keep it right. That that's a whole nother topic, right? <laughs> it's not easy. So, but like I was saying here, I was a fixing this. I should say like, th- this is, I'm not going to get into who had more titles and go out to and break that stuff down and give you stats and stuff because it's a work, right? We know that. I mean, uh, you know, I've had that debate with people more than once where people are like, well, how could you, how could being a, um, a champion matter when it's a work, you know? Uh, well, no. And I just went over the reasons why, but I'm not going to talk in regards to Hulk and rock about who had more titles, who didn't. I'm going to talk about their persona. I'm going to talk about their looks, their promos, their, um, connectivity to the audience and how they were so different than each other because believe it or not even though they were both in their prime mega mega baby face i know rock was a big star also as a heel but as a baby face once he you know once he really got over he was over and um he's still over jeez (laughs) but they they in my opinion the rock and hulk are actually very different than each other the characters now i'm fortunate fortunate enough to say that i've been uh, i've done business with these two guys i i I, they're both legends i know them both i respect and like them both um i probably know rock better than i know hulk but i do know hulk pretty good and i broke bread with both these guys more than once which when you're from where i'm from you break bread with someone that's usually a pretty important thing right so (laughs) so uh but no i i i miss interacting with both these guys i like them both a lot and i damn sure respect them but um, they are different than each other. Um, you gotta understand, like, uh, well, you know, let me let me get into a little bit before I talk about that. Like, if you look, if you look at like, um, okay, if you look at the Rock, right? If you go with the Rock, the Rock was a he was very cool, very slick, very you know smooth, right? The character I'm talking about. He was slick, smooth, good looking guy. Uh, you know, the, the women loved him and, and, and the guys were like, damn, I envy this guy. You know what I mean? Like just the way he looked, you know, but he, the rock was more of a, like the character it was a cool, like bully. If you think about it, um, I don't mean that negatively. I know bully is like a really bad word. No, oh, he's a bully. No, no, no. He was a cool bully. He would always rip people on promos, the heels and, and, and just verbally destroy guys you know and then or anyway not just wrestlers you know and he then the, the greatest bit he'd get people all the time would he'd ask you a question and he would it doesn't matter what you you know that that gimmick got over huge you know i mean but he had a lot of bully the character again character bully tendencies in his promo work where i think 
a big part of that was the era he wrestled in and how WWF was at that time and the Attitude Era. I really think that's why Rock, one of the main reasons why Rock got over so big uh, was because of that that attitudinal tone in his voice and his sarcasm and and all that jazz. And during that time, I can tell you because I was in my prime during that Attitude Era, you know, I and I was my character was very disgruntled and and and, and uh, against the establishment, and and next you know, others got over doing a similar style gimmick and made millions and millions of dollars. I didn't make millions; I did all right, but not millions. But you know, the thing is, it was we, we all kind of had our own little attitude about us during that time that got over, and uh, Rock had that, like I said, that cool bully, bully feel. Uh, and I think it was because of that attitude. That's that that attitude era. That's the time when guys were. That's when it was getting over. That's 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 what was getting over. I should say. Now, Hulk Hogan, you know, years before that in the eighties, totally different deal. Okay, the Hulk Hogan character, he was he inspired people, right? You know, say your prayers. You know, uh, take your vitamins. That you know, that jazz. You know, he he was the 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 real American. You know, for for American fans and and young American wrestling fans, kids. You know, he he was. You know, I am a real American. That whole gimmick, like you know, he he was in, he was a fighter. He fought from underneath. A bulk of hoax matches he was selling. You know, he was selling a lot, and and he was getting the people with his comeback, like. You know, he did the shake. I'm doing it as I'm talking to you. Like, he would do the shake with his fish to pump him with the hair, the face. And you know what I'm talking about. And going into a kind of a quasi-no-sell. And, and geez, the place, no matter where he was in the world, would come unglued when Hulk would go into that gimmick and shake it and guys were hitting him. And as a heel, I'd never been in the ring with Hulk like that, doing that type of stuff. But I could imagine as a heel, that inspires the hell out of you because it makes your work so much easier because you're getting heat on a guy. Now you start to hit him. He's getting ready to blow his comeback and he's pumping up, hulking up as they call it. And people are getting behind him. And as a heel, you're like, Oh, this is awesome <laughs> because you know, every friggin' bump you take, that place is going to fucking blow and it's going to pop like crazy. And it's, it, it just, it's awesome. And that's what you want, you know? So, uh, and you don't, you don't hear about that with the heels that worked with Hulk. It's it's almost like a night off, you know, so because um, um, his offense, you know, Hulk's offense wasn't huge and it didn't have to be. And I'll get into that in a second. Move sets and shit like that. Because Some people, I think, a little get a little confused with that. <clears throat> but um, so it was a different time for both these guys. You know, it was a different time, different era, obviously, but they were really different type. If you look at them as baby faces, they were both gigantic household name, mega star personas. But yet they were completely different than each other. And I just explained the difference. So, and Hulk, like I said, he was a fighter. He fought from underneath, as we call it in the business. That was his gimmick. And good lord, he did it great. So now if you if you get into even deeper and you start looking at them and comparing them side by side in comparisons without getting into stats, as I said. But like, for example, I, I look at like uh, I'm not sure if it says at the top, I might have, but I look at promo work, I, I look at the look, I look at the physique, uh, I look at work rate, uh, uh, I, I, yeah, and and then, like I said, the connectivity to the audience. Those things are very important. So, and, and in no particular order, that's just what they call the package, right? You know that you need the whole package. So I'd like if you look at you know if you look at the promo work, for example, okay. 
Jeez, it'd be kind of hard to say who cuts better promos, right? I mean, but but Hulk was really not trying to be funny. He was always intense. He was always super high energy. He was always, you know, let me tell you, Gene. He was always just fired up and and ready for the fight and never backed down and full of gumption. He was just that was the Hulk Hogan character. You know, he was just always zoned in. Then he started doing like. Once he really started getting over, like I used to love when he did the uh, the motorcycle thing, when he back out of the promo, the frame uh, back, you know, in the pre tape with, with Gene Oakland, like, and he, he like rev up the bike and like and you see him back out. Uh, just that corny, but I loved it. And we all did. It was cool. Hulk was cool. His, his gimmick was great. Um, but he was very, um, his promo work, like I said, was very, very intense, very focused on the opponent and destroying the opponent. And and explaining in in Hulk Hogan ways that it was not going to be easy, but he was going to do it, and you felt like his character made you feel like he was fighting for us. That was what Hulk Hogan was as a babyface, and damn, fucking dude got it over on the mic better than anybody. He got that over. He made no matter what you think about him or think you know him or hear about him. The, the the character, the Hulk Hogan character in his prime did everything I just said and then some. And hence why you know, he was so vital to the success of the business back then. Okay, and, and is a is a grassroots pioneer for the success of pro wrestling. So now where the rock, okay, different story. Okay, Rock's promo work. Okay, at times he would inspire. Yeah, he would. But his was he would zing you. He would insult you. He would rip his opponent, just verbally, just undress his opponent and destroy and eat him up. No matter if it was backstage in a pre-tape or a live confrontation on a microphone from stage to ring or whatever, or both in ring, it didn't matter. Good luck with The Rock. He was going to eat your lunch, and you weren't going to do shit about it on the stick because he had the power. And, and he got it over, and he was great. Different feel. Then, um, like I said with Hulk Hogan, totally different type feel. That's what is so intriguing to me, and it shows you that both these guys were just so massive in their era, but yet so different than each other. As a former performer in the wrestling industry and athlete, I could tell you it, it's 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 very cool to see that difference. And if you look now to look, right, the look of each guy, um, Hulk Hogan, you know, his look was – was he the first guy to dye his hair blonde and dye facial hair blonde? And no, he was not. I mean, there were obviously you know many before him. You know, so uh, that's been happening in wrestling, geez, for 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 decades upon decades. Um, and Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, a lot of what, and I think he might have spoke of this years ago, or whatever. A lot of his style, he he kind of took a little bit from, you know, he took a little bit from obviously superstar Billy Graham. He took a little bit, I would say, uh, from uh, the Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, the original Nature Boy. Um, you know, he, 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 I always felt, I don't know if Hulk ever said this publicly. I'm not sure he might have, so pardon my ignorance, please. If you guys remember a guy named Austin Idol, who was uh, a megastar in the business uh, during the 80s and stuff like that, it, the bulk of his success was down in the Memphis territory with Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and all this stuff. So many great talents came through that promotion, uh, including Hulk Hogan, by the way. Um, and the thing is, Austin Idol 
there was always something when Hulk started getting over. Even though Hulk was physically bigger, because Hulk was a big dude, right? You know, six five, six six. You know, and just a big, thick, you know, big guy during his prime, like really big. Um, where Austin Idol wasn't as he was a muscular guy, Austin Idol, but he wasn't as big as Hulk, like physically in height and weight. But there was always something about Austin Idol. I'm sorry about Hulk Hogan. It reminded me of of Austin Idol. There was always something there. Now, I think Austin Idol was doing it doing that feel before Hulk. Um, but I'm not saying Hulk hacked him. I think like I said, I think Hulk took a lot from a few different stars, you know, and, and like I said, Billy Graham and, and, and nature, Boy Buddy Rogers, those type guys. Uh, and I, I got a feeling a little bit from Austin idols too. I felt Austin idols, I should say, I felt a little bit out of, out of, uh, Hogan, um, with a rock. Uh, I have to say, um, his look and like the feel of the character, the rock, in my opinion, um, very innovative, uh, just in his own lane, you know, um, you know, uh, he just, he looked different. He, it felt different. Uh, the way he talked was different. He was obviously highly educated and excellent vocabulary and his inflection on his words were different. He, he wasn't like wrestlers we've seen of the past where it was very slang, very blue collar sounding where you did have not to get off on a tangent. Back to Orsonado, by the way, he was a guy who, when he cut promos, was actually a very um, uh, high intelligent type of promo where he, like guys, like I, when I think of that from guys of yesteryear, wrestlers that cut great promos that sounded super intelligent and great vocabulary, guys like Nick Bockwinkle, if you remember Nick Bockwinkle, um, uh, I know this is not a promo podcast but i just i veered off <laughs> austin idol was another guy who had that type of vocabulary and spoke very high a uh, higher like a wordsmith had a more, more higher reach of vocabulary so where hogan i'm not saying hulk didn't have that intelligence but his character the character wasn't like that the character was the guy you tried to grab onto as your hero <laughs> he was a larger than life superman type of character gimmick where rocky rock was different you know um, he was in his own lane, man. He really was. Um, uh, and obviously his family had so much success coming up. His dad, uh, Rocky Johnson, for those that don't remember, had wrestled during the era with Hulk Hogan, wrestled Hulk, all that stuff. Rocky's, um, Rocky's grandfather, the high chief Peter Maivia, um, obviously great success in the seventies, uh, in wrestling, especially for Vince McMahon senior, you know, um, his uncles, the Wild Samoans, you know, it just is, it goes on and on with Rock's family and, and that Samoan dynasty, that all the Polynesian power of pro wrestlers for decades upon decades, and it's still going, you know, <laughs> which is cool. Um, you know, uh, we're seeing that in New Japan and uh, with Haku's sons and stuff like that, and we're seeing that with Rikishi's boys in, in WWE. So it's, it's, and I'm probably missing a few other, uh, oh, uh, uh, Nia Jax. Uh, cousin of the rock so I'm, I'm probably missing others too but it's cool to see that but again i digress so i do think that the rock had his own style and what is was in his own world man and and he owned that world he really did own it i've done business with rock you know in character and man i'll tell you wrestling him was it was easy because it was like no matter what was going on or what you what was happening or what have you, it didn't matter. Um, it was going to get over because you were in there with the rock. I mean, and and 
it makes your job easy. Just anything you do, it just makes your job easy. Not that you're lazy. I, I'm not. I don't want to come off like that. I just want you to understand. Like, it's actually a compliment to that that performer, the other performer you're going against. When I say that, so, um, so like I said, promos. Um, there, I explained the difference. Um, the look. I, I guess I just wrapped up explaining the difference. Um, physique wise, now. Hulk was always out there flexing, and, and that was his gimmick, doing double bicep poses and most muscular poses and ripping the T-shirt off. And, God, he had the look, man. He just he wore that he, he wore that gold trunks and the, and the athletic gold boots with, with the, uh, the scarlet red knee pads and the uh, athletic gold T-shirt and ripped it off and, and had that bronze, you know, great tan going. And he just – and he had the blonde hair, and he was always muscular, always in shape. And his look, he just looked like a, a superstar, like a megastar, like you just couldn't miss it. To this day, he still does at his age. You know, the, the, you know so it's like it's unbelievable uh, look and physique for the Hulk. And, um, um, and during his time, really owned it because there were a lot of guys doing zany gimmicks during that era in the 80s. And Hulk uh, stood at the top of the heap by just basically, you know, having a really good physique and training hard and talked about training, talked about nutrition, done a bunch of videos you saw over the years with like Mr. T and the training they were doing and drinking, you know, eating raw eggs and all this crazy shit. You know, it was just great, man. It was just, <clears throat> you know, you knew Hulk was a gym rat, right? Well, that's important. You got to have a physique. I mean, I'm not saying everybody's got to be muscular, but it's very important, and most guys and girls to this day still have muscular physiques. That's very important in wrestling. Yeah, you do get guys all the time that don't have that look. You do get guys like McFoley who make millions of dollars, who made millions of dollars without having a body like The Rock or Hulk Hogan. Yes, absolutely, no doubt. You, you get guys today. Kevin Owens is not a chiseled, ripped, muscular freak, you know, and he's doing great for himself, you know. And and you guys know there's a list of others, obviously, on and on and on. Um, it it don't matter. It's just everyone has their own niche. I've talked a lot about this in the past, where you know the ice cream uh, ice cream shop analogy. When you walk in the ice cream shop, you can't just have vanilla, and you can't just have you know strawberry where it's a bunch of muscular guys and muscular girls. You, you got to have, you know, some chocolate. You got to have some chocolate chip. You got to have some pistachio. You got to have a little rocky road. You got to have a, you know, you got to have a little mix. So you have some guys or girls that aren't as muscular as everybody else, or this guy's shorter, or that guy's taller, or that girl, you know, she, she's blonde. Those two girls are dark hair and they're heavier set, whatever. You need to have that mix. But I do believe, in my opinion, uh, for to, to – if you're looking to be a pro wrestler and be successful at this, you got to lean towards being an athletic, muscular person. I'm not saying huge like a bodybuilder or look like The Rock does now. I'm not saying that, but it's 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 it makes things a little bit easier. You want to look like a star, and that's what both these men, The Rock and Hulk Hogan, look like. They looked like stars in their prime. They still do now. They look like stars. They were in just great shape. Both of them in their primes, um, and and had to look like I said. Now, as far as um, connecting to the audience, um, both obviously were awesome at connecting to the audience. Um, Hulk Hogan, as you guys know, for all the thing with holding his hand on his ear and ripping the t-shirt off and flexing towards each side of the audience, always got gigantic response to the live house 
worldwide for decades upon decades. Even when he came into WWE and SmackDown and Michael Cole and I were calling SmackDown then, and he was doing the Mr. America gimmick, Hulk Hogan. And everybody knew it was him under the mask. It was like, you know, it wasn't supposed to be a secret, you know. And he would do all the Hulk Hogan shtick. And God, <laughs> I can't begin to tell you, man, how the pops, how loud it was. And this was not in the 80s. Uh, this was not even in the 90s. This was in, in the mid-2000s. And he still, like, the friggin' pops were huge, man. People were losing their shit, man. I'm telling you, it was, it was awesome, though, to just check out the, when he was doing that Mr. America thing. And I'm not saying the Mr. America character was over. It was Hulk Hogan that was over. So that's connecting to the audience. That's interacting with the audience from Hulk's era, where they didn't have catchphrases and one-liners and stuff that people were repeating. That's the Rock's era, because in that 90s, in mid to late 90s, I, I know I did it. What beat me if you can survive if I let you? And I would say the front end, people would say survive if I let you. We saw DX do a bunch of that. We saw, geez, Steve Austin do a bunch of that. Obviously, The Rock. And I'm probably missing about 10,000 other guys um, during the 90s and 80s. I'm sorry, during the 90s and early 2000s. And Rocky had that. Rocky had that. You know, do you smell what the rock is cooking and people yelling it? No matter what he did, they were repeating all of his lines, everything he was saying, the audience, and it was built that way. And Vince McMahon marketed it that way. Um, that wasn't like that with that connection with during the 80s. Hulk had the connection, but from a physical perspective as opposed to rock with a verbal perspective. That's just the way it was. It doesn't make one better than the other. That's just how it was, you know. Um but uh, I'm going to, on the other side of the break, I'm going to get into talking about work rate as far as the offense of each of these guys and the selling ability. Uh, I'm going to get into who I, who I think had it easier than the other. I'll get into that too. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome topic. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's just whatever. It's just, it, it's a subjective topic, right? It's whatever, whatever, whoever you better. And I'm not really making this a competition. Like, who do you like better? But I'll get into, on the other side of the break, towards the end of it, um, who I think had a little bit easier, where the other guy had a little bit harder. Again, uh, this is a cool topic. Who you got, right? Hulk Hogan from the 80s in his prime or The Rock in his prime? Taz Show, sit tight. guys we're back here on the taz show and uh continue this topic this conversation about hulk hogan and the rock get into the rest of it in a second first i'll let you know support for the taz show comes directly from our friends at rocket mortgage by quick and loan see they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and your family that's why they created rocket mortgage and rocket mortgage gives you that confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan and guys it's simple allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you and or your family, whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that is trusted big time with their trusted partners, allows you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. I mean, they can't make it any easier, okay? They really can't, which is why Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is great. Apply simply, 
understand fully and mortgage confidently. To get started, guys, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. And number less, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. A little rocket mortgage for you. So we're sitting here talking, right, about the, uh, the deal with Hulk Hogan and The Rock. And I wanted to get into uh, uh, a little bit more of the uh, nooks and crannies of this thing. We talked about the promos. We talked about the look. We talked about the physique. <clears throat> uh, talked about connecting to the audience. Did not get into talking about work rate. So I told you earlier in this podcast that I was going to get into where Mike move sets, right? So I, we put this out here on the Facebook uh, at uh, facebook.com slash the Taz show. The same thing about Rock and Hulk Hogan, right? And so many people. Well, I shouldn't say so many people. A lot of people. We're talking about, oh, no, the moveset of the of Hogan, it was a leg drop, it was this, oh, and Rock wasn't even that. Rock did the punch in the people's elbow, like, you know, all this other shit. I'm like, come on, guys. Listen, listen, please, wake up here. Wake up. Wake up. It's not all about the fucking moveset. Moveset is just, you don't get over by movesets. The, the guys and girls that really got over and make tons of money are the ones who, in no particular order, can talk their fucking asses off, can connect to the people, okay, and have a great look. That's usually what cuts it. I got to be honest. That's usually what cuts it. You got to be able to work. You can't suck. I know that. I promise you that. You can't suck. But it's not about having, you know, all these friggin' moves. It's it's not about that. It's not about, you know, who can do, you know, more dives or or, or or more suplexes or more submissions or who can do more, you know, shit off the top rope. It's it's that's not what everything's about. Who who's the best seller? And that's important. That's important for sure. But but that's probably more important than if you could do, you know, a springboard moonsault is the way you sell. Seriously. Like, you know, that that's the, the, the real, the, the that's how you really get over. Like, and how the office, the bosses, what they want. Because that that's, it's not the moveset. Listen, hardcore fans, people that are more, that follow the indie scene, obviously in the indie scene, okay, wrestlers that are coming up, they are going to bust their ass and do some sick moves that are awesome and shit. They have to because they don't have the, the luxury of TV and, and building character, character development. So they got to get your attention as a fan in the audience one way or the other. And it's usually doing something insanely friggin' physical. So that that's the, the, the basically the long and short of that. I am not shitting on the fact that you got to be able to work. Okay. You got to be able to work. And I can tell you, that most of you that are fans, I, I hate to say this. Now, when you listen to other guys that do content, that give you a podcast, that never been in the ring or never bumped, they're gonna, they might tell you what you want to hear because they can relate because you're a fan. And I'm not trying to come off like a dick. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm being. I'm always real with you guys. I'm letting you know the facts of the matter here. Okay, it's it's not about the move set. That's not the key to getting over. And I'm going to tell you something else. A guy like Hulk Hogan, the way he worked, and that's what I was going to say. A lot of folks think they know what working means that are not in the industry. I hate to talk down on people. I'm just fucking spitting truth. You don't know what you're talking about. You think you know what working means. You don't. Unfortunately, I think there's some younger wrestlers today that don't know what working means. There's, there, there. Listen, I promise you, Hulk Hogan was an excellent worker. 
His, his timing was tremendous. Okay, his timing with his opponent and the audience were both tremendous. He knew what he was doing, and he got guys over he worked with. His timing made him an excellent worker. Was he the greatest athlete in the world? No way. He'd be the first to tell you that. No way he was. No. Would he get over today like he did back then? Eh, probably not because it's more demanding physically and, and you need to do some spots. It's important. You got to you gotta have uh, – you do have to have some uh, – a, a lot more athleticism. I think today the business has evolved more. Not that guys weren't athletes, great athletes back in the day, but there were less great athletes that were pro wrestlers back in the day as opposed to today. Um I think today it's at an all-time high. I think during my era and the Rocks era, because we're from the same era, um, athletes were just starting to come to the forefront. Athletes were starting to get over, but it wasn't like today. Today, the guys and girls are unbelievable athletes. On the indie scene and Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, Impact Wrestling, wherever you go, WWE, NXT, I don't give a shit where it is. Most of these men and women are fucking legit athletes. So, you know, and I'm so happy that it's become that. I used to say that about Van Dam back in the day, like he was one of the best pure athletes, Rob Van Dam, that I've ever seen. Like during ECW, I talked about it. Rob and I, when he's been on my show to, to several times he's been on, we've talked about it. I put him over and complimented how great of an athlete uh, in the ring he is, you know, like and how he was like a, a ahead of his time, and he was. Um, but Rob, again, I know this is about Rock and Hulk, but real quick, but Van Dam, Rob Van Dam, he also – sold his ass off he also had a great look and he capitalized on 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 the van damme character which during that time john claude van damme the actor the martial arts martial artist was over like rover and fucking rob was smart enough to kind of when he was younger green capitalize on that he looked like john claude van damme who was a sex symbol during that time and and rob when he was young i don't know this for fact i just i know rob enough i think i can speak on this with him he was smart to just you know gravitate to that and it just took a life on of its own to rob van dan character and he got over like a son bitch so um but he you know what i'm talking about is like you you got to be able to work okay and it, it's not just about the moveset thing you got to have the right timing you got to you got to you got to be able to 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 get the people while you especially as these baby faces these mega baby faces like rocky wars and like hulk was they were mega baby faces so selling was a huge part of their of their arsenal selling their arsenal to make money okay guys not arsenal to get people to pop okay that's what i'm talking about here so that's that's what these guys did great both of them in their own world they sold their asses off unbelievably unbelievable the way they both sold and for big men they both were great great sellers so they just naturally just worked just just great at it i should say and you know i i to me if you have great timing and you have great selling ability and your your offense that you do even if it's limited is legit and you could talk well you're gonna fucking make money and that's what these both these guys did and Hulk, yeah, you could say his offense was limited and all that shit, and that's cool. But he got broken to business by here at Matsuda. So I promise you that homeboy can get on the mat. Well, maybe not at his age now, but back in his prime and probably, you know, roll around with you a little bit and, and exchange holds because you ain't, you ain't getting broken in by here at Matsuda back in the day and fucking not know what you're doing on the mat. That I promise you. Um, but Hulk, what he did do, he did strong. 
you know, and everybody talks about the leg drop. His leg drop was fucking legit. You got a guy fucking six, 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 seven, jumping in the fucking air with blonde hair, looks like a god, and he's huge, and he's fucking jumping in the air in his prime, and he got some height and dropped the leg drop. The place would fucking explode. You kidding me? What more do you need here? Like, <laughs> so, and Rocky, his offense, uh, his athleticism with his size, you know, his punch, the way he punched, even Hulk, both those guys, their punches were great. Uh, both Rock and, and Hulk. Hulk's punches were great. I thought Hulk's punches were excellent. Um, uh, Rocky, you know, uh, with the rock bottom gimmick and the spine buster. Uh, what else? He did all such a shit. Obviously, the people's elbow gimmick. He had a bunch of different shit he did. But he, look, man, you don't need to be, you know, you don't need to have all these moves that some of you guys think you need. I, I, I read some of the stuff on Facebook. I'm like, yo, dude, guys. I don't want to be a douche, man, but I'm just letting you know it's not like that. It's it's not it's not Roman Reigns. It's a, he's like the modern day guy that gets ripped on for his move set, dude. The fucking guy is over. I told you he's over, okay. And <laughs> he, he 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 his move set's not gigantic, but I told you he's over. He's been over for years and he's making millions of dollars. He's at the forefront and 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 people are reacting to him. It's that simple. It's like when Hulk. Hogan went into WCW. People were booing him. Didn't matter. Fuck it, he was over. They were booing him, and he was over. They didn't mean shit. That's what I mean. Like, it's reactions key, right? Getting the reactions the key. So, anyway, that's the I You know, I just, I get a little, it, it, it aggravates me sometimes what, that I, I, sometimes people get a little confused on, like, what, the, what's the deal here? You know, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it doesn't, it's, Getting over and having timing and having ability and selling and and all these little things. Look, what helped me get over was not my selling. I sucked at it. I was able to take crisp, strong bumps. I feel my timing was very good in the ring. I and my move set was a little more in depth. I'm you know five foot nine, so I have a little I had a little have a little more offense, and my offense with those suplexes were crisp. But but I I tried to bring different moves in and change my move set at time. But during that time, especially in ECW, it was very demanding. Move set things started becoming like really important, and I knew in my heart of hearts to where I broke in um, that move set was not vital if you had a good amount of moves. And you did them crisp and did them correctly and did them, you know, with intensity, you're probably going to fucking get over. That's how I looked at it. But anyway, I expanded my moveset with all the suplexes because I just, you know, it just worked to me. But I was a little bit of a different type of character. So um, now uh, between Hulk Hogan and Rock, I, I got to tell you, I, I do think that it was a little bit easier for Hulk. Okay. Now, I please, I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way, especially Hulk, if he hears it. I don't mean like he had it easy in the business because Lord knows those guys during that era did not have it easy. Those fucking guys were on the road nonstop. Okay, those guys were never home. Their families were destroyed. They, their lives, their bodies, and addiction was running rampant with alcohol and drugs and all this shit because these guys were just beat up and tired and just, and there was, there was nobody taking care of these guys. These guys worked their balls off. So I don't mean it like that when I say easy. I hate to use that word. And before I recorded, recorded this, I was thinking of what word can I use? But that's the first real word that I think of. When I mean easier for Hulk, what I mean is during that era, there weren't many guys over to that level that he was. Like, because the business kind of was like, uh, you know, not really hot. When he did fucking Rocky Three. 
and he was uh, he was uh, Thunderlips against uh, Sylvester Stallone as the Rocky character, and he was a heel, Thunderlips, which was Hulk Hogan for those that don't know. In Rocky Three, if you didn't see it, you're nuts. Go get the shit on Netflix wherever you get your friggin' movies because it was awesome. That that movie was great, and not only that, that scene with Hulk and Rocky uh, or Sylvester Stallone, I should say, was awesome. Okay, the Thunderlips character was friggin' funny as shit. It was awesome. I love that scene. I love that. I love that movie. It was a great movie, Rocky Three. Probably my favorite Rocky. Um, now, that was so vital for the business that Hulk went and and was in that that Rocky movie. That was huge, and that really helped the business and it helped Hulk. And I think I'm trying to remember now. I think at that time he was either in AWA or he just. He left, he went to WWF and then he left. And then after the movie, he came back. I'm trying to remember the whole thing. I don't, I don't have my timeline right on that. You know, it was a long, long time ago, but he, uh, uh, Hulk, then they put the rocket on him a little bit after that in WWF when he came back in and all this shit. Um, and it was Vince's dad initially. And then, but Vince Jr. was there, our current Vince. And then as time went on and Vince Jr. took over and bought the company from his dad, he put the rocket on on, on Hulk. Uh, rocket, Rocket Jones. And that movie helped so much. So he, when I say easier, I don't think he had a lot of competition because the big stars before him were guys like, obviously, from generations before him, obviously the, the late, great Andre the Giant or late, great, you know, Bruno Sammartino. These guys were the, were the, the, the massive stars, um, you know, uh, and there's several others, but these were guys were the, the top, top guys. And obviously Bob Backlund was another top guy, uh, the Iron Sheik, another legendary top guy. Uh, and that's why when Hulk was able to defeat and become WWF champion at the Garden in New York City and beat the, the great Iron Sheik, that was gigantic, man. That was huge. And and Hulk just I, I just don't think he had as many competitors around him. That's what I mean as far as who's he competing with to get over. The Rock, different story. Okay. <laughs> the Rock had a lot of competition around him. <laughs> and that's what a lot of fans don't realize. The competition is in the locker room that you work for. It's not a team. This is not a team business. This is an individual, independent contract of business. And you're competing against the guys that work in that same company with you. Uh, and that's no matter where the hell you work that in the wrestling business. That's, that's a fact, kids. Um, now, uh, here's the thing. Um, Rock had guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin to compete with, the crew of DX, uh, Taker. Oh, man, you can go on and on, dude. It was like, it was that Attitude Era. The era, the era itself, um, the era itself was almost bigger than the boys. Um, it, it was gigantic. It, it was, it was, it was huge. So to get over during that era in within the WWF, I'm not talking about WCW and Nitro and all that. I know the success they had and they beat, I know all that. I'm just talking about during that, that attitude era. I mean, it was, dude, it was like, <laughs> I remember, I, I talked about this many times, you know, in, in looking and watching from afar when I was in ECW, and we were doing great shit, as you guys know, and I'm watching these guys compete against each other, in essence, 
to get over. Guys like Mick Foley and WWF, I'm talking about the Attitude Era. Guys like Shawn Michaels and Triple H, The Rock, Steve Austin. I mean, it was it was like forget it. I mean, it was it was like, dude, I'm cool. I don't need to be in there right now. It's all right. So, <laughs> you know, I'm good right here in Easy Dub. There, there was a lot of competition uh, for for Rock to get over to the level he got over, and he did. Now, some would argue that Steve was a bigger star, or maybe whatever. I mean, sure, my whatever. I, I, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm talking about in this deal here. The Rock was a massive star. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan from his era was a massive star. So, so that's what I think on it. I, I do think that that Hulk, in as far as competing against for the top spot, had it a little bit easier. And I, I that's not a disrespect on Hulk. I obviously respect him a lot, uh, or anybody from that era. Uh, maybe I'm a little biased towards that Attitude Era because I'm from that era, you know, as a wrestler. So that could be too. But that's just my honest opinion on it. So, um, so that's the deal, you know. But I don't know. To me, it's a cool convo, and and uh, and you know, I, I hope uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the convo because um, it's a uh, you know, if you had your own promotion, who would you want? Who would you have? You know, that's fine. Feel free to tweet me. Feel free, I should say, to tweet me. I know a lot of you guys interacted on Facebook, uh, which I appreciate. I didn't get a chance to read any of them. I apologize for that, but in the future, I will. I've done that before, as you guys know. But um, it's a cool conversation, and uh, and that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys enjoyed Extreme Rules. Again, I I, I know that is uh, this weekend here, and I'm I recorded this beforehand, so I'll try to get your reaction to that gimmick if I can. But I hope you guys did enjoy it, and hopefully, I enjoyed it because <laughs> I'm recording this beforehand. I just felt like talking about this. Uh, that's the deal, guys. I listen. I appreciate all the support and all the love, as you guys know. You guys are the best. I'll be uh, hitting you with two more shows this week. And make sure you support uh, the daily sports show I do on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Taz and the Moose, and myself and Mark Malusis, talk a lot of sports. We talk some wrestling, too. We have a lot of fun on it. If you like the original Taz show and it was daily, live video and audio, there's a lot of similar similarities to that. It's more sports talk, but we have a lot of fun. And I'll be hosting this week by myself. Well, co-hosting with AB. Uh, Moose is on vacation, so. But anyway, uh, all right, guys, look, I appreciate it. I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want